Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. Yeah, welcome back, everybody. It is uh, not Taco Tuesday, but it is Taco Tuesday. I'm Alex Padilla at Alex Padilla 86. He's Alex Regla at Alex M. Regla. Alex, how are your uh, Twitter fingers feeling after tonight's game? Oh, man, they're rusty. I haven't uh, live-tweeted from the site in maybe over a year, and maybe for good reason, considering what happened tonight. I recall that you have a bad record when tweeting for at Lakers SBN during a game. That sounds about right, most likely. Yeah, I was going to say, I was just like, listen, we're 0-2 this year, me and you. Opening night, they lose. Uh, Harrison asked us to switch to Monday night. Normally, this is a Harrison-Anthony night. And they asked us to switch, and we said okay, and they lose. So maybe we should stop doing game days because we're hey, 0 for 2. They set us up for failure with this one for sure. The yeah, live tweeting, the Monday switch, they, they knew what, what was going to happen. And, uh, yeah, we just got that live grenade tossed our way. I guess so. I mean, they Gary Trent Jr.'d us today, man, because <laughs> he was on fire uh, there in the first and second half of the game tonight. Uh, the Lakers do lose 115-107. They fall to 2-2 two and two on the season. The Blazers are now 2-1 and one on the season. Just an initial thought to start off tonight's podcast, and we can jump into some details of what we want to talk about. Just initially, when you look at this game, to me, I, it felt like a Monday game. It felt like Monday was a drag today. They, I, they had a big, huge, lopsided victory last night over the Timberwolves, winning by, I can't do the math, but 127-91 yesterday. Um, and then today, just it didn't really feel, after the first six minutes of the first quarter, it just felt like they were just kind of coasting along. Like, hey, we, we're going to, we'll win this. We'll, we'll get, We'll figure it out. And they just never actually got there. And considering their opponent, I, I was expecting a lot more from them tonight. But that's what stood out to me. How about you? Yeah, I thought it was just like a low-energy game from the start. And it kind of felt like that, like one of those trap games. And um, coming off the win against Minnesota where they just dominated. Like, it was just easy for them last night. Um, usually those are the games that those next games are really the hardest. And to get that focus back into kind of forget about that lopsided win and focus on your opponent. And, you know, Portland was going to have a little extra in them considering, you know, they lost in the playoffs to the Lakers. And, you know, Dame always loves to play in Los Angeles and against the Lakers. So Yeah, dude, just, just sign for the Lakers, man. Like, I mean, that'd be great. <laughs> you don't have to do this to the Lakers. You could do this with the Lakers, Dame. But what did you think? I, I thought there was a few, like, tactical things tonight. Like, obviously, Alex Caruso wasn't available due to the health and safety protocols, and we don't know exactly what's going on with him. Um, that definitely hurt the Lakers' perimeter defense, and we saw that spout up with Gary Trent Jr. and Damian Lillard playing really well. Uh, was there anything you saw or noticed with Caruso being out? Yeah, people. I saw people say that on Twitter, too, um, about Caruso's d- defense missing from the perimeter. I Dude. McCollum won't score 20 and and to me holding Dame to 31 is an accomplishment uh, even with the full squad the game got away from in my opinion the game got away from the Lakers because Gary Trent Jr. was yeah. 10 of 14 and 7 of 11 from three and does Caruso change that maybe but I I think defensively wasn't necessarily the issue it was just tr- 
Gary Trent and the bench provided absolutely nothing for the Lakers tonight. Yeah, I think it was a combination of those two things. Like you said, the Gary Trent thing, like one big performance in a single game, like sample size, that that could that can uh, change the outcome of a game by itself. Like like Gary Trent Jr. is probably not going to go. What was he seven for eleven? He said from yeah mm-hmm. seven for eleven from three, ten of fourteen from the field, twenty eight points in only twenty three minutes. Like I'm not yeah. sure how likely that's going to happen again. Yeah, and the best plus of, minus tonight at plus fifteen. And that's kind of why when the playoffs happen and you're in a series, those kind of small samples kind of go out the window, and the better team usually wins. So yeah, like I'm not overly concerned about this game, but I thought the Lakers' effort just wasn't there, and they probably deserved to lose. Yeah, that's kind of what is going to concern me going forward. So if they're going to be so conscious about managing minutes and who's playing what night, obviously Anthony Davis didn't play last night. He played tonight. Caruso, it didn't seem like a rest thing, obviously. uh, Frank Vogel said because NBA health and safety protocols. But that, So we're four games in now, and I'm not trying to hit no panic button, but this is going to be concerning to me going forward if 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 in their mindset they're like, okay, well, we're going to, you know, we're going to take it easy tonight. Like, I don't know how the Lakers mentally are approaching the season. I, I'm not getting a good vibe from it because I, I just don't think they've even played all that well. I know that sounds crazy after saying after seeing last night. I just I just like the first night and tonight, it just didn't really seem like they were really into the game. And they're going to have to snap out of it because you can't go 500 and expect to, to see success. And I know it's only four games, but... I don't know. That concerns me more than anything is the effort, the way it looks, because it doesn't look like technically or like they don't know what they're doing. It just doesn't really seem like they're putting all the effort into it. I just don't know how much of that like we can chalk up to like the quick turnaround and the new roster pieces and all that stuff. Like obviously those can only be excuses for so long and eventually the team does just have to start to click and stuff. But we might have been a bit spoiled last year with how quickly this team gelled and how quickly their defensive focus was, like from game one, that effort and defense were there. Like, I'm not sure that's realistic for every team in every year, especially for this one coming off the winning the championship and that quick turnaround. So I'm not sure if this is just a matter of give them 15 games, they'll figure it out. Um, they do have a really, really soft um, part of their schedule coming up. So they will still have to apply that same focus and effort or they'll lose those games too but they can pad a lot of wins coming up and kind of work through the kinks that they're kind of uh dealing with um so to to your point about defense and how they clicked so quickly last year i think a lot of that and i i I thought it was going to be a little bit of an issue this year is the big men difference you don't have javel mcgee you don't have dwight howard um marcus all I know that you were a big fan or are a big fan of him and what you think he can bring defensively. I just think to to last year, you didn't really have to, if a, if the Lakers got out rebounded, it was a big deal. And now in four games this year, they're, they've been out rebounded in both losses. Um, so I think that's the right set. I know they've been, I know they're two and two in rebounds. So it, it, it almost seemed like physically they were stronger and more imposing than any team that they would go up against. This year, I don't think that's the case. I think I think Nurkic kind of was a big part of tonight's win, even though he only put up ten points, I believe. But like like Cantor getting yeah. twelve points and fourteen rebounds in twenty two minutes was like 
okay, like this stuff didn't happen to the Lakers last year. And now this year, I think we're going to see it a couple times where they're just going to get out physical. Yeah, like uh, Frank Vogel has already talked about like some of the differences between the front court this year versus last year. And specifically guys like Gasol and Trez versus Howard and McGee. And last year, you know, Howard and McGee were just so imposing vertically, right? Mm-hmm. They could go up and grab all those rebounds. They were rim protectors because they can jump and had these huge long arms. Marcus Gasol is not that type of defender. He's a positional defender. He's a big body, but he's more of a contained defender in these pick and rolls. He's, he's going to block shots or sky for rebounds. And Trez is kind of on the smaller size as a center. That's why we saw him play next to AD down the stretch. So they are a different, they have different pros and cons to that versus last year and this year. But like you said, that's an issue that has popped up in some of these losses where they're either too small or like you said, they're out rebounded or they could just couldn't finish up possessions defensively. And uh, that is something to keep an eye on. And did you, mm-hmm. like, I know we talked about this off air before we started recording, but what did you think of Frank Vogel's decision to stick with Trez for so long in the fourth quarter with uh, Nurkic playing so well, not going back to Gasol? Kind of poked its head out there at the end, right? When Nurkic was just batting rebounds away or grabbing rebounds in the, at the final three, four to three minutes. Um, um, it it kind of goes back to my point is I think Vogel's figuring it out. Yeah. I think Vogel's going to try some things here, try some things there. It's early. You can kind of, you don't really know it yet what he's going to do. And he tried it this, he tried it tonight and it obviously didn't necessarily work. I know Trez, what is it? Did Trez get, yeah, 27 minutes. Mark got 19 minutes. Um, so I just think Vogel was trying something and it ended up rearing its ugly head there at the end when, when Nurkic just grabbed the, you know, game winning rebounds. I think it's tough. Like I, I understand, like I, I would have had Gasol at least a few, I don't think he played in the fourth quarter. Did, did he play in the fourth quarter? I don't think he played at all, but I, it is tough to play Gasol against a team like the Blazers um, because of all the shooting they have around uh, Nurkic. They have all these guards and Trent was out there. McCollum Lillard, like it's hard for Gasol to kind of stick on the perimeter. And I understand why you would have Harrell out there. Who's quicker, a little bit more mobile, but at the same time, what really hurt Lakers down the stretch were those pick and rolls where Damian Lillard would just kind of throw it into Nurkic in like that short roll free throw line area, and he would just kind of create from there or get easy layups to the basket. And uh, I mean, if Gasol was there, like those probably wouldn't have happened. But at the same time, maybe Dame then gets a better look off from three. So it's kind of like a give or take type thing with these decisions. And another like related, unrelated thing about tonight. I know he's coming off of not playing yesterday. But for Anthony Davis played the most minutes of anybody tonight, and I I was surprised at that. Just kind of forgot he was on the court a lot of the game. Yeah, that was a bit surprising because he didn't look very like Anthony Davis out there tonight. Um, like I wasn't sure if his injury was still bothering him or if he was just kind of fatigued from not playing in a few games or what. But so I I, I was surprised. That how much of it is like of... how much of it like guys are like just turning it on, right? Like they're kind of yeah. like I'm gonna give them a couple more games so I I'll let this fly as an excuse, I guess. Like I'm not trying to call out Anthony Davis by any means, but I think you know this is this performance, this type of performance, in two weeks from now will not be acceptable anymore. Like I mean, I, I, you can't I, use that 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 turning it on or or 
unless you're unless you're saying like hey he was hurt yesterday he didn't play he's kind of figuring it out still or whatever it is the excuse i just like he can't go invisible for that long in a game later on in the season that's my point sure and i mean this was what his third game of the year because he yeah. didn't play so i mean it's still so early right. and like we know what he's capable of doing obviously and like he's not the only player kind of treating these games as like an extended preseason like the the oh, effort, for sure. Like we saw in game yeah. one, the Lakers' effort wasn't completely there either. Um, Christmas was a little better. Like, I don't think they've really put up a full effort for a full game yet because they didn't have to, right? They beat Dallas pretty easily. They beat Minnesota pretty easily. I think that's kind of the pros and cons that come with being so good and so talented that you could blow out teams without trying your best, and that kind of creates bad habits when you have to uh, when it's not going well and you don't have that kind of energy reserve or that fight to kind of win those games when you're not at your best. Yeah, it's Anthony Davis' second game. Um, but, I mean, you could really just, like, if we're just talking specifically here one game, you know, you can point to the bench, you could point to Anthony Davis, the lack of scoring output. But something we haven't mentioned yet is, and we mentioned it a lot in the playoff series last year, the Blazers are not an eight-seed team. They're a really good team. So we haven't really mentioned that. Like, this is a team that's going to be in the playoffs, that's going to be contending deep into the playoffs, in my opinion. Um, they have an MVP candidate in Damian Lillard. Uh, Nurkic is healthy. McCollum is healthy. Uh, I, I mean, they, they got a performance tonight that is he's going to remember forever in, in Gary Trent Jr. So let's not take away from the Blazers being really good, too. I'm not just saying the Lakers lost because it's only what the Lakers do. Although I do believe that some that a lot of most games this year, if the Lakers lose, it's because their own doing. There are a couple teams out there that can beat them because they're better than them on that night. The Lake, the Blazers, in my opinion, are one of those teams where on any given night, they could be better than them just as a overall performance. Yeah, so you think it's more of a matter... So tonight, do you give credit to the Blazers for winning, or do you think the Lakers lost tonight's game? A little bit of both tonight. And I know that's a cop-out answer, but I give credit because Trent Jr. had a crazy good game. Um, both McCollum and Lillard hit a clutch threes at towards the end of the game. Nurkic had rebounds at the end of the game. So I want to give credit there, but at the same time, yeah, I mean, we talked about it for 10, 15 minutes already. The Lakers kind of just kind of are lollygagging tonight. Yeah, and no, for sure. Like I said, I think they deserve to lose this game. The effort wasn't there. I thought the coaching decisions down the stretch kind of hurt them, and schematically in terms of how they defended Nurkic. And uh, I thought the THT minutes late in the or early in the fourth, when Gary Trent hit like three threes, mm-hmm. like those were rough. But I, that was. You think Vogel those are the minutes? You think those are the? And, sorry, you think those are the minutes that that you're talking referring to Caruso being on Caruso. Trent? Yeah. I think THT's minutes tonight usually would have been reserved for Crusoe. So I, I think Crusoe would have done Wesley a better Has Wesley Matthews there. hit a three yet? Has who? Has Wesley Matthews hit a three Yeah, yet? Wesley Matthews is one of the guys who's struggling, for sure. Uh, yeah, and I mean, he's the guy in yeah, four games. He is 0-4-8 from three-point percentage. And that's the guy that they counted on, that, that Willies we counted on to say, hey, the, well, Wesley Matthews makes his threes. Danny Green didn't, but Wesley does, and he hasn't yet. But he's also – I think he is figuring out his role a lot right now. I think uh, um, him and Gasol 
Vogel's figuring it out for them because they're getting a different amount of minutes every game. Uh, Kuzma, listen, Kuzmania exists when he starts. Let's be real here. When there's not LeBron and AD taking shots from him, Kyle Kuzma can score. That's not a, it's not a secret, right? And we've talked about this in, in nauseam already. Like we know that if Kuzma gets shots, he will score. Kuzma struggles when he doesn't get shots. And today, yeah, he took nine and he struggled. He was two of eight from three, but I don't think spot up three point shooters, Kyle Kuzma's game. Well, that was the thing. Those, how many of those nine shots were threes? Eight. Okay. So that just goes to show you, he wasn't really moving. And I right. think Kyle Kuzman's at his best when he's moving, like we saw against the Timberwolves. How many back cuts did he get off Marcus Gasol's passing? And that's the thing. If he's not going to be starting, that's fine. Because, I mean, the talent on this team's crazy. Like, he, mm-hmm. he has a case to not start. Like, that's totally fair. But I think Vogel does have to do a better job of kind of staggering his minutes to play more with Marcus Gasol. Because I think those two guys really do have a nice little chemistry together. And I think Marcus Gasol does put the effort in to make sure he gets him the ball on the move so if he doesn't start you still have to kind of treat kuzma as if he were starting with the same actions and stuff uh one positive tonight i wrote it down i uh, wanted to mention it um uh, today will be a quick one so apolog- apologies for all the listeners out there but it'll be a little quick one today um dennis schroeder mm-hmm. uh probably his best performance as a laker 24 points tonight four rebounds four assists uh two turnovers 50% from the field. I, I love how comfortable he is looking in this team. I, I think he, I said it last week, I think he's just a better, younger version of what Rondo could was last year. And I, I, I mean, we'll see in the playoffs. I know, every, see, I, Alex, I think like where I get a little like ahead of myself and maybe Laker fans do as well is that we're thinking like big picture, obviously. And I feel like sometimes we just need to concentrate on what's happening in the now. And with the Lakers, it's always like, well, championship or bust. That's just the mentality. And I understand it. So when I say like, I think he's a better, younger version of Schroeder, I have feel like I have to say I'm a better, younger version of Rondo. I feel like I have to then say, although I do know that Rondo killed it in the playoffs and in the finals, and we'll see what Schroeder does there. But as of now, I feel like he is a better, younger version of what uh, Rondo was last year. I think he he's quicker. Obviously, he can sh- he he just even shoots like him, kinda. I feel like that their their <laughs> their style looks the same. So I'm very impressed with the signing of or what he's done so far in these four games tonight. He was aggressive, and I like it. If if LeBron's not going or if AD's not going to be aggressive, if Kuzma's having an off night, if LeBron is kind of, I mean, I think LeBron had a bunch of points tonight right 29 points tonight and you kind of forget he almost had a triple double but if you need other guys to step up and i like that Schroeder's like yeah i'll do it i'll go for it yeah i thought tonight was a good example of of why they brought him in there's gonna be a lot of night like not a lot of nights like this where guys like we'd mentioned earlier it's gonna be low energy they're gonna be off coming off a of back-to-back or they're just not taking an opponent seriously and a guy like dan Schroeder can just score like he's shown that he can get to the rim pretty easily, like coming off the pick and roll. He's super fast. Um, his jumper looks good so far. And like you said, 24 points tonight. I, I think he's looking a little more and more comfortable within the offense. Um, there were some questions coming into the year how he would fit uh, as a starter because he was kind of been used as a six man for the last couple seasons. Uh, do you like his fit as a starter? Or do you I think do. he should come off the bench given that the bench is kind of struggling right now? I like it. Um, I, I, 
I just think it's it, it just works. And I think Trez does provide the 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 offense that you need in there. I think I I mean I, I understand the argument for it that you do want a like a ball handler coming off the bench that's someone other than like Caruso or whoever it is that's gonna be handling the ball. I like it right now. And if he does come off the bench eventually Maybe we'll see. I, I, but I think it goes with the aggressiveness that I, that I was talking about. I like that he came out and said, "I expect to start. I, I want to start." I kind of like that. I like that attitude. I like that mentality um, to want things that that are maybe not was expected of you to start off. So for me, I, I, I like it. I, I'm sensing that you might think he's better off the bench. You know what? I thought he would be uh, coming into the year, but like I think he's kind of persuaded like he's impressed me enough to like i think he warrants to continue starting like he's he's been really efficient um he's kind of created another little two-man game with him and gasol i think he and lebron had a really nice two-man game uh i think it was in the third or late in the second quarter that kind of got the team back back going with the offense uh i think defensively he's been really good like it's tough you're, no one's gonna look good defensively when you play against Portland because of Lillard and McCollum and Gary Trent. Like it's tough for guards to look good defensively in those games. But I think overall, I really like his fight on defense. And Frank Vogel has been really, really uh, complimentary of Dennis Schroeder and like the the press conferences and stuff. So I think the team really likes him where he's at. So I would be surprised if he gets benched. You know, also why I think I like him so much is we talked about this last year a couple times. When was the last time? the Lakers had a point guard that could drive to the basket and create his own shot. Man, it's been I, so I, long. People say, so it's not, D'Angelo is different, right? He's not going to beat you with speed. Yeah. Um, he's not. So maybe people said either Ramon Sessions. I I mean, that's kind of a, a deep yeah. cut. Uh, a lot of people say Nick Van Exel, Lonzo? I guess would be the closest. Like, like there's been point guards that, Every point guard in the league can do it once or twice, but like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not what I'm talking about. It's like on a consistent, like night in, night out basis. I feel like Schroeder provides something offensively that the Lakers at point guard at that specific position have not had in a really long time. Yeah. I think like Nick Van Exel makes sense. I mean, it's definitely not Derek Fisher. So, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of cool to see just it's because it's been so long. I feel like he's not looking to always pass like Lonzo was. He isn't necessarily a, a shooter, like the, I think D'Angelo is more of a guard, a shooting guard than point guard. Yeah. Myself, um, he's not. They they're very different. So I, I like that. I, I like that the Lakers finally have that. Um, so yeah, I, I I do, I do like Schroeder starting, but I think we're gonna see a lot of changes. So if he comes off the bench one night, it wouldn't surprise me. Or for a couple nights, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, Alex, there's four games on the road coming up uh, with that rare back to back same opponent thing for the Lakers. Um, I this is just a COVID scheduling quirk. I'm assuming this is almost like a series. You got two against the Spurs and two against the Grizzlies. And unfortunately for Laker fans, one of those games is on a night that we're supposed to record. So uh, <laughs> so we'll that's see. scheduled loss for sure. Let's just schedule that Tuesday against the Grizzlies as a loss there. Um, but yeah, so you got um, the Spurs on Wednesday, the Spurs on Friday. The Grizzlies on Sunday and the Grizzlies on Tuesday. And then again, the Spurs on Thursday. Uh, but that's back in L.A. So, Alex, how we do every night or every podcast. We were right, though. Two and one. Uh, last time, I did think they were going to lose to the Mavs and then win two. And you nailed it right. You said that they would lose to the Blazers. 
So cheers for you. Um, what do you think about the next four before we come back next week? Also, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays and Happy New Year, man. I hope you had a good one. You too, man. Thanks. Uh, it's tough. Like like I mentioned earlier, it's a soft schedule. But like like you said, there's it's road games. I am curious to see how the team uh, reacts to playing on the road. Like they obviously played in the bubble, but I can't remember the last time they played a road game. Like how long that's been going to a different city. Um they should win all these four. Like, I, I, I think John Morant actually got hurt today. He did, yeah. Uh, he was seen on the bench at the end of the game with a walking boot on. So if he doesn't play, the Lakers need to win those two games for sure. Yeah. I'll say they go three and one. There's probably a game there where they sleepwalk and they lose like they do today. Spurs are two and one. Uh, Grizzlies are one and two so far in the season. Um, I don't think the Lakers are going to come back four games for now with still a 500 record that that would be not a great start to this season um i would be surprised if that happened so i'm gonna say just because i am a little bit of a pessimist i will say three and one as well i don't know i think they might drop one to the spurs and, and, and if alex caruso's not back they might lose all four they're you know he has he might be the key to this whole thing i i don't know how long uh given what the status is with Crusoe. We don't really know any details. Right. So I'm not sure how long he's going to be out or not. But yeah, like thankfully, if John Rant's not playing, um, Memphis and San Antonio don't really have totally dynamic guards that can scorch you like the Blazers do. So maybe they can get through with Crusoe being out. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Uh, one big, we haven't, you mentioned it, but we didn't say specifically what happened tonight. One final wrap up. Lakers lose 115-107. Uh, last year, the Lakers, when leading after three quarters, went 57-0. and 0. Yeah. And today, they were up by one in, against in the third quarter, after the third quarter, and they lose. So, that streak is now over. Uh, you're welcome. Yeah, I tweeted those games out. I tweeted tonight's out. Uh, we recorded tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's on us. <laughs> that's on us. Well, uh, Alex, uh, you did a great job on twitter regardless of how you feel about it you also tweeted out the throwdowns newsletter which you said one is coming on wednesday you know what <laughs> maybe thursday I'm, I, I i might it's it was about a specific player who didn't was play all that Kuzma? well tonight was so it it's I, i'm not yeah uh, maybe okay. uh, <laughs> so i'm not gonna it's probably not the best timing to release just it. just wait I'm, for a good game and then drop it yeah i'm gonna keep working on it he has i thought he, there was the shot wasn't good tonight, but I think overall he's played well to start the okay. year. Yeah, all right, man. Well, uh, regardless, all you got to do is go to Alex's Twitter, subscribe to the Throwdowns. He emails it to your to your um, inbox when he does write one, um, which is pretty frequently during the season. So um, make sure you guys check that out. At Alex M. Regla on Twitter. I'm at Alex Padilla 86 on Twitter. And Alex... Have a great week. Have a happy new year. And for everybody here listening, stay safe and subscribe. Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts. And check out silverscreenroll.com for all your Lakers news. And follow at LakersSBN for beautiful tweets like Alex Regla did tonight. Alex, (laughs) thanks, man. Happy new year, dude. You too, man. Thank you.